It's an absolute disaster. Here's what pisses me off, right? It's a matter of do they sack the manager now or do they let him run out his campaign? I don't know why Harry doesn't like the international break. back to just another football podcast this is the international break and we found things to talk about fergal and georgia with me today fergal i'm sorry we have to start with you we'll uh we're gonna have to talk about ireland uh losing all hope of qualifying for the for the euros in germany next summer uh and then we'll get to some of england george's nation and the u.s Mm. my country but uh yeah it's very random but fergal you were at the aviva uh, you took the lead. You had hope. You lost it. So much hope. Yeah, uh, I, I. You know what else I've just realised? Like this is me, me and you's little passion project, international breaks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Harry, <laughs> Harry went on the WhatsApp group. He's like, you know how, what I feel about international. Yeah, Harry. I was like, I was like. I, I I'm surprised he didn't he just didn't leave us on red to be honest. Yeah. Um, but he he had the decency of of replying um to us. Um. So yeah, I was at the Aviva and we we took the lead. Great start. It was a wee bit lucky the penalty, but the team were like pressing really high and it, it's funny though. I like it's obviously my bias being there. Um. Mm-hmm. The the like the atmosphere was incredible taking the lead against against the Netherlands like the whole place just erupted the, shout out to the Netherlands fans by the way they came over um in, in numbers and all their big colors some of the some of them the way they dress up there was there was a a family dressed up in the Flintstones costumes because the Flintstones are also like orange you know that yeah. sort of like yeah um so like they've done all that and like there was thousands of them like in a street i think all dancing at some point i saw i didn't actually see it in person but i saw a video of it yeah and then in the stadium they were they're actually pretty good as well but they like it, like started the game everybody's like the irish fans always get right behind the team from from the get-go especially mm-hmm. when it's a, a big game and and um we and they build the atmosphere really well uh, like in terms of like the, the music they choose and and reading out the teams and all, so it was it was probably probably like <laughs> going, and then great start putting them under pressure like a good Jack Charlton team, um and um nice. and then got the corner, uh Van Dijk handball, got the penalty. Ida scored it. It was great to see Ida. The past two games has actually been really good. Um, good hold up play against some tough centre backs, and at times he was winning the battles um, and coming up um, with, with the ball. Um, it, it, he, he's come on a lot. It's, it's just always it's just maybe his, his, his goal scoring that's an issue, but he took his penalty very well. And then we kept at them and kept at them. And, and Van Dijk looked a bit shaky. Their goalkeeper, Flecken, looked a bit shaky. Um, Van Dyke got away with one where Ida pressed him. I still haven't seen it back, but Ida pressed him and um, got the ball from him. And then the referee gave a foul, but it kind of just looked like Van Dyke sort of lost his foot and then and Ida was in there. And, and maybe that could have been a goal, but got a lot of joy out of pressing and win the ball really close to their box. There's one chance that Benny could have maybe 
scored um of Benny plays for Luton just as a reminder so yeah. I'm going to be talking about these players and and most people don't know who they are yeah. so <laughs> yeah um, uh Ogbeni, um done really well um and then but then with the press um comes the the other side of it the risk of them getting in behind and that's yeah. what they did uh, annoyingly it was more down to poor execution of an offside trap rather than our tactics getting the better of us it was the lack of execution of it the 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 the, the defensive line looked like a zigzag um oh, which I know was that really stuff. it's like yeah. liverpool 2021 when they tried to play offside traps with henderson and fabinho playing center backs so yeah duffy duffy dropped off as duffy does egan pressed and then um uh I, th- I, can't, I think it might have been McLean was was left back then. Yeah, it would have been. And Denz Dumfries shot up like a rocket uh, and took advantage of that. Jeez, knocked the pass Bazunu and then um um and get Bazunu gave away a penalty. But I, I, again, I wouldn't have really blamed Bazunu for that. He could he could have maybe tried to get out of the way of it because I don't think Dumfries would have um would have kept the ball. It probably would have went out if if he if he if he just let it go, but it's one of those ones you have to go for. Um, and then Pazunu got a, a fingertip to the penalty, um, and so you're like, oh, nearly there. But we get but again, we do all right in that first half, and then go into the second half, and I think there was maybe two or three changes made by Ron Kuman. Took off Daily Blind, took off this centre mid. Was like he was like. With, I can't. I, don't, I can't remember his name because it's like with with hex or something like that. Um, sounds like a cleaning brand or something, and um, <laughs> it, it like sounds like some good bleach. Um, <laughs> and, um, Wait, I want to see what you're talking about. Uh, he started center mid for Vifer? for yeah. Vifer, there you go. M- maybe not then. Um, and um, and. Um, he uh he, he was he was taken off and then but the big one was Veghorst came on, mm-hmm. um, and uh but start of the second half it was like it was like a completely different team, Ireland sort of sat off them then a bit but then too much, um and then Diong really started to get things taken and popping it about and we were pinned back into our box and then um. Diong played a ball over the top again to Dumfries, and again it was Duffy who was who was a yard deeper than everybody else. Played Dumfries on, and then Dumfries just passed it across for Veghorst to to nip in at the front post ahead of Duffy. So it really wasn't a good night for Duffy. Mm. After that, there really wasn't much to say. That they gave it a go. There was changes made, maybe a bit too late, but. Um, there's some positives to take away. Jason Knight, who's at Bristol City now, he looked brilliant. He was he was turning players. He was great in the half turning and really good at progressing the ball at the pitch, taking it in tight spaces and, and managing to play out. Um, he, he and it, it's a real shame for him that he, he he didn't get a move whenever Derby got relegated. And he he was last season he was. In League One, but you're looking at him every time he's played for Ireland. And go, he's he's a lot better than League One, and like he's he's putting up against a, a good Netherlands side and and coming out 
um coming out, coming out with the ball a lot of the time it, um so i'm surprised he may, he had i mean i think he was linked to leeds for a bit i'm surprised no other Premier League club has has been in, was interested with him but i think he's got a good start to bristol city to be fair when you're but, playing in league one i don't like Premier League clubs won't like look at you straight away i don't think um no, whenever he was on the, when it was more at the end of the championship season, I thought he might have got a move then, but not mm. to be. But yeah. Yeah. But, yeah okay, I see so, and I, I haven't really talked about the France game, but shock, we lost 2 0 to France. Um, and it, it wasn't, there wasn't much to say about that that game. It kind of went as, as you'd expect it. Yeah. But the, the main takeaway is, I, think Ireland are going to be looking for a new manager fairly soon. It's a matter of do they sack the manager now or do they let him run out his European campaign mm. with the potential of a of a playoff which is determined by completely out of our hands because we didn't do well in the Nations League. And um, it, so it just depends on what teams ahead of us in the Nations League ranking automatically qualify or not automatically qualify qualify through the the actual qualifiers mm-hmm. um and will it will a playoff place be left for us mm-hmm. i think we're we're constant there's like a a twitter profile that does the predictions of it based on like probability and we're constantly like one game week we're we're in this playoff the last playoff position and the next week we're we're just out of it and i think based off the last run of results we are out of it at the moment um so it's absolute it's, it's really disappointing but at the same time you're like it's it's hard to say like if an, another manager's in would we have done any better like a lot of the players are young and in the championship and yeah. evan ferguson's only just coming through and he was injured for both games and yep. just to clarify Evan Ferguson cannot play for England officially. He, he's played the the ru, the ruling. I didn't realize this, but I never read an athletical article. Oh. The mm. ru, new the new ruling is if you've played uh, more than three games for your for your national team, that's any games, right? Competitive, non-competitive. Oh. So interesting. He's, played, he's he's played six games. In total, mm. and therefore is eligible for for Ireland. Not that I it was ever in doubt. Am I am right. I right in thinking? Am I right in thinking it's then like five years of not playing for a country or something? Yeah, something like, like that. that. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, then, then you'd qualify. It's yeah. it's a pretty tough group as well for Ireland, isn't it? I mean, it's not exactly but, a walking park. Yeah. It, it is. It is, but you can't use that to defend the manager because the. The grouping and the seeding was decided based on on your finish in the Nations League. Yeah. And the yeah. Nations League in the Nations League we had Scotland and Ukraine, which again I suppose is is relatively difficult. Um Scotland three nil well, on one, right? Yeah. Uh, that was God, that was that, that feels like a lifetime ago. That was yeah. great. Um <laughs> but yeah, they they um they, they, we we didn't do well enough in the end in that. Um as well and then that affected that that basically meant that we got two hard teams as opposed to we could have been a second seed team yeah and just got france and yeah and then and and you give yourself a hell of a, a lot more of a chance mm-hmm. but again you might and the other point is 
from an outsider, you might go, well, fuck, it's a bit harsh. You know, you've got Netherlands and France. Why sack him after these two games? Yeah. Well, the damage was done actually in the previous round of fixtures when we lost to Greece away. And this is like, these round of fixtures are like, well, you know, can you make up for that previous loss by getting a win against either France or in the Netherlands? And it hasn't worked out that, that, mm. that way. So Stephen Kenny, I think I, it's it's really really difficult to pick the next manager because you don't want to stack sack Stephen Kenny because he's got all the best intentions and he's blooding through youngsters and trying to play the right way and I don't want any of that to change with the next manager we bring in, um so you, we have to choose that manager carefully but it's slim pickings, um Lee Carsley the un, un, England under twenty ones manager former Irish international is the uh, current favourite and I'd be pretty happy with that Anthony Barry is another one that's mentioned who's the who's assistant manager under Tuchel at Chelsea and is now with him also at Bayern Munich he was uh, an assistant manager uh, with Ireland and then mm-hmm. he swapped to Belgium so um, I think he also might have been interviewed for like one of the Barnsley jobs so that's the sort of level of manager we're looking at we're looking at like a a upper mid table championship manager is sort of what we're we're aiming to get um but probably not so high up that they'd be uh, like looking to pr- get promoted from the championship like we couldn't get any team that's doing what, like um Kieran McKenna uh, the Ipswich manager mm-hmm. i think he's I- irish or or irish relations um and he's another one that's been sort of mentioned but there's no way he's going to leave it the chance of getting to the Premier yeah. League for Ireland at the moment the only thing we have going for us is that if you're an up-and-coming manager you have the chance to work with Evan Ferguson and a couple of the other good youngsters we have coming through yeah and um if you did do well with Ireland one you'd be a legend in Ireland that's quite a nice thing and then two yes yeah, it would bo- boost your profile to if yeah. you got Ireland if you got Ireland to to win a round of sixteen game at a at a major tournament, that's that would be like uh that would probably get you a really good job um somewhere um so we're kind of in that in this awkward spot um and the, the FEI don't have an awful lot of money to throw at whoever they're going to go for mm. so yeah Roy Keane I think might be fourth or fifth favorite which kind of tells you where we are yeah that's uh i wouldn't wouldn't want him if i were you um mm. all right well heartbreak for ireland uh but at least you have evan ferguson and it's confirmed he's playing for ireland now i was not aware yeah, of the as long as he stays fit <laughs> wow yeah, as long yeah. as he stays fit <laughs> true um yeah but look very tough group obviously france and the netherlands are always going to make it but as you said there's it was the opportunity because the Netherlands are in a really bad spot right now. I I feel like they're in a, in one of their lower periods, and the managerial yeah. appointments they keep going through this revolving door of managers that ultimately yeah. leave. Um, and right now it's Ronald Koeman, who is Ronald Koeman isn't great. Um, but maybe there was an opportunity there, but it is the the, the Netherlands, right? So. Mm. Yeah, uh, moving on though. In, in, in fairness to the Netherlands, they like they, they they've got six points from six this 
sorry, this international window. Yeah, that's right. Um, and they they put away Greece, who would have been the since Ireland have been so bad, that would have been the only other team that would have had a chance of beating them to that yeah. second spot. So they're they're safe from um, uh, pretty much, um, and yeah, they should get over the line. Pretty much confirmed, right? But um, but in in the Dutch typical way, they're probably not happy with the way they're playing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're not. Now England. In a much more comfortable spot. Um, haven't lost a qualification game in, in 35 years or whatever it is. Uh, mm. But they drew a game and it's a disaster, right, George? It's an absolute disaster. It's and not necessarily, it's a catastrophe. And, and, and not necessarily, obviously, like you say, you know, we're, we're all, I think we actually might be guaranteed through, but, you know, all but guaranteed through. Um, you are, yeah, it, you are. It is a disaster, though. It's a disaster for English football. Um, <laughs> and, and the reason why is more so to do with the general culture and the general feeling around England, which I yeah. feel is slipping slowly towards 2016 and, and before, you know, Sam Allardyce, Roy Hodgson era, um, where, unfortunately, it, it seems, despite Gareth Southgate you know, very early on, you know, 2017, uh, he did, you know, the big sort of conference with, I think, the Daily Telegraph or whatever it might be, saying, I'm never going to pick people on reputation. It's always going to be on form uh, and what you can, you know, contribute to a side. In the game against Ukraine, we had Jordan Henderson, who who plays outside of the top six leagues, um, probably outside of maybe a... <sighs> depending on you know your thoughts maybe outside the top 10 league in in, in the world um uh, and harry uh maguire who's not played a competitive game well we, <laughs> not played a, a particularly well in a competitive game in <laughs> i would say probably two years um <laughs> bar his england Good. performances so it, it, it's really concerning because yes the argument is you you need a bit of experience you need you know solid players um, I completely disagree. I think you've got players on that team that have been to tournaments that you know don't need their hand held by players like Harry Maguire and Jordan Henderson anymore. Um, and then the other argument was was the injuries to obviously John Stones and, uh, and etc. Um, but you look at the players that he's he's left out that that quite frankly have played extremely well in the start of the season. James Ward Prowse played for England before. It's not exactly you know a young player left out for Jordan Henderson. Yeah, um, I can't find a good reason for James Ward Prowse to be left out, or for Jordan Henderson to be included for that matter. But it, it's bizarre this. Just as a tool for for set pieces, I mean, you know, at the very least, as a as a you know a squad number, and then you know. If you're going to pick Maguire, why not have somebody who can put it on his big slab head? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if, you, if you're going to have yeah, the, the tools. Um, but and then obviously people like, even like Ben White, Adam Webster, Rico Henry, we only had one recognised left back in Chilwell. Like we, I believe we had um, Colwell who can play there, but, you know, not, not convincingly. Yeah. Um, yeah, Trippier, but then why not drop Maguire and bring in a, a, a recognised yeah. fullback in, in Henry or, or, or whoever it might be? Solly March, you know, great start to the season, admitted. Yeah, but who are you uh, going to bring in for Solly March, to be fair? Well, you, you could drop you could drop Phillips, you could drop Hendo. Um, 
you know, you've got Rice. You don't need someone next to Rice. He's proven that at Arsenal. You know, you don't need a double pivot anymore. If you if you wanted to play that, um, James Ward Prowse is is effective. You could even play Conor Gallagher. I don't think his name should be in the in the running, but at the very least, he's played there this season. You know, he's played yeah. games. Um, uh, whether it is, you know, it you, is you, a little bit slim pickings in the DM, but I would not have picked Calvin Phillips either. He, the man is no. the man hasn't played football this season it's, at it's, all. It's criminal. I, I, again, I get who, having who are the other options ahead of him. Well, you'd say J- James Wood Prowse. You'd say um, not at the end, though. Yeah, but it's obviously Rice is. But you can you can play James Wood Prowse in a, in a double pivot with Rice. You don't. It, for example, Ireland aren't gonna aren't gonna change their eleven. We've only got one European. Um, uh, qualifiers, Euro qualifiers. So we only need one game where we play a really strong eleven. You know, yeah. if we lose to Scotland, okay, we lose to Scotland. At least we've brought through players who don't have England caps that could, you know, go on. Um, I mean, you could even do Rico uh, Lewis from Man City and put him in. Um, nah, you know, a, a defensive. Well, it's better. Than, it's better than than Phillips, who literally hasn't well, I played. I don't know if it is. I, 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 I like. I get all the other points, but Phillips. Like I, I th- like you. He might not want it, but I do. Th- I can't think of anybody else that is like a, an actual DM. Well, that can... to be fair, Fergal, England played. Hit me with a name. Well, England played Rice, Henderson, Bellingham to start. Mm-hmm. If England had played Rice, James Ward, Prowse, Bellingham, would would that have? Or if they played a a four two three one, but you're, you're, you're not. Pivot. My point is, you're not swapping in that way. You're not swapping. Um, you're swapping Rice yeah. for Henderson. Yes. I'm talking about a backup for Rice, someone that's not going to start. Yeah, yeah, it's quite tricky. There's no, there's no, there's no other, there's no other DMs. I get why people would pick on Calvin Phillips, but in in fairness, I I just don't see. I can't think of another. If there's another defensive mid out there that warrants to be in there as as the second choice defensive midfielder, if Rice got injured, mm-hmm. I I'm struggling to think of another one. You kind of have to change the system a little bit to accommodate mm-hmm. some of the other names you have mentioned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like you put Conor Gallagher in that, but like we we're not entirely convinced that uh, Chelsea. He's playing. He's playing. You know, at least uh, played football. He's played football this year, and I think the the other thing that I'm not necessarily necessarily annoyed with the 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 selections because of the results that may happen, you know, on the back of them. I'm annoyed because it's gone back to this like the media have an excuse to go after this England team again. Like that was protected. That didn't happen before. Um, You know, Southgate. That's the most impressive thing that Southgate did. Exactly. Get the media on side. And it's been such a powerful thing for for this England team to not have that. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like he's kind of thrown that away. And he's got the intelligence to realise that this was always going to be the talking points. You know, the, the talking points were always going to be, why have you selected people that haven't played football? Um, and I don't think there's any excuse for it um, in, in terms of, you know, keeping a culture that is uh, a meritocracy, even if it isn't, 
you know, perceive meritocracy from the outside. Um, young players as well, fresh blood. You know, that was what was exciting about the England team that Southgate was bringing through in terms of, you know, the Saka, um, Mount. I mean, you could even argue, you know, when he was trying to bring through sort of Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Lingard and whatnot um, early on in 2017 and whatnot. Who was, the, was, it, was it right? No, who was the player midfield that got a, a, a random call-up? Wasn't wasn't right, Lidge. It was like Jake Livermore. Livermore, I, yeah, Livermore. Got, I remember this like it was yesterday. I remember seeing yeah. Jake Livermore's name there, and I said, like, "Jake Livermore is still probably third choice DM." Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> 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 oh. I, um, yeah, although what I would ask, this this might be a little bit too out there, but what I would ask is if. England don't have any options in DM apart from Rice Henderson and Calvin Phillips. Rice isn't exactly a DM you want him as more of an off-the-ball midfielder. It, we're speaking about Conor Gallagher there. He's also a similar type to Rice in terms of being off the ball. Uh, better better as a box-to-box. Like, Is that like a player yeah. development problem then? Like, Is there a problem with developing... Well, I think we know, need to look at the Irish, yeah, the Irish team again and the Irish League youth team and see if we can pick a number from there. Uh, right, you can have Colin if you want. It's, it's the one position we're craving out for is somebody that can connect the midfield or the defense and, and attack. So you can have Colin is is English as well. So yeah. we, we can we can do, do a swap deal. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll we'll take Bellingham since he was photographed in that Ireland jersey. <laughs> Makes him Ireland eligible, does it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It might, it might be. I mean. We've got a lot of attacking midfielders that, you know, everyone wants to be an attacking midfielder. Yeah, um, so many attacking it, midfielders. There's so few DMs. You look at that. Weird. You look at that team, though, that he, he played. Like, there's... You, there, with Bellingham and Rice, there's, like, there's no need for Henderson to be there. No, exactly. there's absolutely no need. Henderson no. Like, it, like, it's not like... Be- it's not like Bellingham is, like, a, a luxury sort of attacking player. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's so so defensive, and and like when you've got someone like Phil Foden who's had a had a great start of the season, like just even within the players that he has picked, to not play them against Ukraine, in when you know you've pretty much qualified already, mm. it's I I I, I, I I like that would be so frustrating. Yeah, like he's played Madison sort of out of position by the looks of it as well. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, there's so many things that like just don't add up, and and he's he, the saddest thing for for him is that he does seem to be doing all his good work, undoing it all. Yeah, and it's like you're not you're not quite sure. It's like are you, like you're sort of going against some of the principles that he set up as well. Like he was he was all sort of. You know, he was so good about with uh, all the race racial incidents that happened, and he and he spoke so well about that. And then mm-hmm. with the Saudi League, he's sort of turned a blind eye to all the issues with with that. Um, yeah, mainly because a, a player that he likes has gone there. Um, mm. and so there's all the all these things that like it's not just maybe the the footballing decisions, but the principles yeah. of like. Of like who gets in the squad and and how they, this English team presents itself, it, it's it's not it's not it's not what it was. Yeah, Henderson uh, spoke to the Athletic about you know he thought going to the Southern League would be an exciting thing and 
how he went there because uh, you know he didn't feel wanted in Liverpool anymore. Although the what was sold to him in Liverpool wasn't exactly you're not gonna play anymore. It's like you're gonna just be a rotation option. He's 33. Yeah, that happens. Right. Like when yeah. you get older, your form dips. Like that's uh, that's what happens to any footballer that's on a normal level of fitness. And it's like I, I just find. I just find it incredibly egotistical to, from from Henderson to assume that mm. going to the Saudi League won't, yeah, um, you know, will will be in any way good for his career at a top level. Ali, we can from, talk around it all we want, and I don't blame him. It's the money. It's a ridiculous yeah, it amount is. of money. It is, it is. And and yeah. he ha- he ha- he has to come out like all the live golfers did. They have to come out and try and trying to come up with another reason as to why that they've gone yeah. and done it. But it's down the money and I can't say I'd be I'm a much of a better person than Jordan Henderson if that money was offered. I probably would go. A rival I podcast. Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just another Saudi League yeah. podcast wants yeah. to come in. Uh, <laughs> I'm here, I, boys. Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, he said in the same article that it wasn't about the money, but you know, who, who are we kidding? I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he's going to say that. He'll always. That's what I mean. Like yeah. they can't come out and for this for the Saudi league's reputation as well. The, the Saudi league don't want these players to come out and go. Well, it was all about the money. The money yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah. I couldn't say no. Khalid Bali was brave enough to do it. Was he? Yes. Oh, was he? As soon as he Fantastic. transferred, first thing yeah. we we heard from him is, "I'm doing this for the money. Nobody's doing it for the passion." But he's using his money well. You know what? He's using his money well. He's he's uh, he's using it to develop his neighborhood in Senegal. All power to him. Let yeah. it, he's he's a Muslim too. He's he's found uh, you know a good spot to go. It's you know it's close to the the two holy sites there. He can um, you know perform his as a Muslim that I I resonate with this too, and I that's why I think Mohamed Salah will go to to the Saudi League. It's gonna happen um, because that that was. That was yeah. mental, by the way. Just very, very. Why did they leave it so late? Uh, because oh, no. they because PIF own Newcastle, so yeah. PIF want Newcastle to you know to they'll they'll do what is in the best interest of Newcastle to win the league. So if yeah. you leave it so late while we're outside the transfer window, they thought there's a viable chance of right. the, of of Liverpool taking the money at the last second. Um. And, and, uh, and yeah, that weakens them significantly. Exactly. That makes sense. Uh, obviously, I, I, foolish I, I, to assume so. The other, the other theory I had, I thought it might be a bit like the Neymar transfer in that they wanted to raise the ceiling of of uh, of, of transfer um, fees again. That was huh. that was the because that, that yeah. was one of the things they talked about when the Neymar transfer. It wasn't just about getting back at Barcelona um, it was also about pricing out a lot of other teams and if they knew that they, they set the new transfer yeah, record true, true. Like, like, like broke the ceiling on it completely yeah. then uh, it, w- it would raise the floor of, of a lot of transfers and, and price out a lot of clubs but, man this is such a sad podcast isn't it because yeah. the third yeah. topic of the day is about the US men's national team and how much of a joke it is right now do we have a new manager there was a long detailed managerial search 
for the uh, United States men's national teams role after the uh, controversial events of the summer, of the beginning of the summer when uh, Greg Berhalter, or not the beginning of the summer, this was this has been happening since the end of the World Cup. The fallout between Greg Berhalter, the, uh, at the time, the US men's national team manager, uh, and the Reynas, Claudio Reyna, his wife, and Gio, obviously, who didn't get much playing time in the tournament uh, because of supposed lack of effort in training. Blah, 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 blah. Psych. Greg is the manager. Greg is back. And he has uh, already managed his uh, his first game back. So here's, here's what pisses me off, right? We brought in a sporting director, uh, Matt Crocker, who was at Southampton before. Uh, to lead a managerial search. Is that the guy that sort of has overseen this, um, the Southampton that didn't quite live up to what they were hoping to? Is it that is is it that sporting director? Like the one I, that all the fans were kind of annoyed with about their choices and signings? I believe it is. I believe it is. Right, okay. Um, but anyway... He he leads the, the process of, of searching for a new manager. He does interviews, detailed interviews. Um, and then in the meantime, January through June, we go through two cycles or three cycles, uh, three like international breaks of um, that, that were led by two different managers. Anthony Hudson, who was the assistant manager and also had an entirely underwhelming career with the Colorado Rapids. And B.J. Callahan, who was assistant manager at the Philadelphia Union. My Philadelphia Union. And actually did a pretty good job. Won the Nations League. Did okay in the, um, in the CONCACAF Gold Cup, which is like the Euros in, in North America. Um, but we, we took the Nations League more seriously and played the A team there. And then we went with a, with a team that will never see the U.S. Men's National Team shirt ever again in the gold cup and went out in the quarterfinal why uh why is that i have no idea in the summer in the start of the summer we had the semi-final final which we won What's and the then difference? uh difference between what and what nations you, league and gold you, cup yeah. <laughs> it sounds like two tournaments i have no idea group stages and knockouts yeah we <laughs> had um well the nations league is played over a prolonged period of time to replace right. friendlies <laughs> Just like Europe. All right, so it's like uh, okay. it's it's like it's yeah, uh, okay. and then oh, the gold cup is the, the actual like tournament that happened <laughs> like three weeks after the Nations League, uh, but we played a team of just randomers and uh, went out to uh, went out to Panama in a penalty shootout in the quarterfinal. This makes me feel so much better. Ali. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Concacaf. What is going on in Concacaf? Concacaf. Jesus Christ. Well, there's also the thing with Concacaf that happened recently is like the League's Cup and the Champions League, which is also a pretty mental thing. That's, uh, the, but, that's um, the club uh, tournaments, is it? Oh, I'm not going to go into it, but the, the League's Cup is something that like took a month and we took a break from MLS, and it was only between English and Mexican teams, and it's bizarre. But I'm not going to go into that. What I'm going to go into is the game against Uzbekistan. It was so boring that I watched a bit of the first half, and I was like, this is not worth my time. Just going to shut the TV down and go to the gym. Uh, and I did. 
And then I found out later we actually only led 1-0 until the 92nd minute. Ricardo Pepe, not taken to the World Cup, scored and added time. And then we and then Chris Pulisic scored a penalty, uh, the, like the 95th. Uh, now, aside from the performance or selection or whatever the frick Greg Berhalter was doing, the game was played in St. Louis. St. Louis supposedly has like a really big percentage of the U.S. Men's National Team players a lot among a, like throughout its history, and the media and the U.S. Men's National Teams and like U.S. Soccer social media pages and stuff like that were all saying, "Oh, the the soccer capital of the United States, St. Louis." It was played in St. Louis City FC's stadium, City Park, really good stadium. Uh, they create a good atmosphere. The team there is doing really well. It's in, in its inaugural, inaugural year. That's really easy for me to say. Um, and it, it, it has a stadium that holds 25,000. There are at most 12,000 there. At most. For a, for a game that featured a Sunday afternoon game, uh, a Sunday evening game that featured the A team, like the regulars. The game day sale of tickets. So U.S. soccer is desperate to sell the tickets, right? We have 50% capacity. Come on, guys. We need to sell more. $41. The cheapest ticket to get in on the day of the game. So who's going to pay $41? i am I'm certainly not paying $41 for a, for a friendly game, you know? No. It's, it's utterly ridiculous. Um, yeah. And the... The thing that pisses me off is that we had BJ Callahan, and we've seen him do well. At the very least, give him a chance? Like, if there is any... After all that happened with uh, the, the leak, um, with, you know, the, the leak after the World Cup about Reyna and about the past, you know, controversy and, I don't know, abuse, quote-unquote, which turned out to be nothing. But after all of this... And after all we've seen from Greg and how he treats his players, there's plenty of other stories mm -hmm. we don't really have the time to go into. But after all of this, even if he is the only option, even if there's nobody else in the world that you can hire, you still don't hire him. Even, yeah. even if we leave Anthony Hudson there, the previous Colorado, uh, uh, Colorado Rapids manager, even if he manages it, it's better. Like at least it's, a, it's someone else. That will get some excitement going. BJ Callahan played really good football with, like, played a system that got the best out of every player. And then we bring Greg Berhalter back, and obviously everybody's pissed off and doesn't want to watch the team. Yeah, obviously, like, it is they have no clue how PR works. It's crazy. This new sporting director it's utterly crazy. Brilliant. What's that? This new this new sporting director sounds brilliant. It's, it's, it sounds like he's he went looking for a manager, hasn't even looked down the back of the sofa, and uh, and has got. No, oh, supposedly oh, they, they went through like three rounds of interviews and like a mental test and stuff, and Greg Berhalter won out of everyone that's interviewed. A mental Which test. Which is a lie. There's no way this happened. Maybe, maybe it wasn't meant like a 
a mental test as in like an IQ test. Maybe it was actually just mental what they done. It was like, <laughs> yeah. like, like <laughs> can, can you spin plates? Uh, how many? Okay, Greg was great at, at spinning the plates and and uh, counting backwards from a hundred. Yeah, no one else done it as well as him. Uh, 100, 99, 98, 97. What? Well, it should be for Oh, yeah, maybe. Well, that brings a very depressing episode to an end. I don't know why Harry doesn't like the international break. I have no idea. It absolutely boggles the mind. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, yeah, he literally texted us, God, I uh, I chose, I, uh, what was, what was it? I don't remember exactly, but I chose not to watch the English national yeah, break. Yeah, it was an active choice for him. I, I was busy, um, but yeah. I did watch the highlights and half the game. Harry. I used to watch like a, true a, Patriot, George. a second of England. Yeah. He said, "Refuse to watch a second of England." England, in, quote in, unquote in, England. In, in, yeah, <laughs> quote unquote England. That, that cracked me up. Uh, yeah, but hey, the US, uh, the US play today as the episode goes out the Tuesday against Oman, also a friendly. Uh, I don't so remember exactly. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, oh man. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I watched that, that either. That deserved better. That deserved better. That was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm just sad. I'm just sad. We'll we'll we'll, oh. we'll end we'll end things now. Have a lovely uh, rest of your day, week. We'll we'll see you next week. Subscribe to the channel. Thank you so much for all the subscriptions that have been coming through recently, and the uh, the views on the shorter format videos. Um, they've been uh, been going well. Uh, but mm. this is the main event on Tuesdays, so be there. All right. Ring the notification bell. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Apple. Well, that's asking a lot. Just, just follow us on wherever you prefer. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. one. Or everything. <laughs> and we'll give you a cookie. <laughs> We're so bad at stuff. Yeah, I know, man. Oh, actually, you know what? That's a bit much. <laughs> you do whatever uh, you want. We, yeah. we know our place. Just if, if you see something, click on it. Yeah. <laughs> if you see if something, you just on the mobile podcast, just click on it. There's, got, there's like a, a YouTube uh, channel that was when from the days when Rob Turner has like 16 subscribers. It has a brown, old looking uh, logo. Click on that, too. Who knows? Have a lovely rest of your week. See you later, everyone. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.